Fanfic Writers Craft is a podcast that discusses all things fanfiction with a focus on the art and science of writing for the enjoyment of fan communities. My name is Joe, aka Pebble Ascend, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. My co-host, Lani, is not here today, but I was lucky enough to interview a friend of the podcast going by the name of Baby Doll. If you don't know her, Baby Doll has written a number of reader insert fanfics in multiple anime fandoms. In this interview, we talk about her work in that realm, but also particularly about her use of Wattpad as the primary platform on which she used to post her work. Unfortunately, last summer, Baby Doll saw one of her very popular fics be deleted off of Wattpad due to a breach of their terms and services, the ramifications of which we discuss in this episode. I hope you enjoy, but for now, buckle up, get yourself a nice cup of tea, and welcome to the Fanfic Writers Craft. Hello and welcome to the Fanfic Writers Craft. This is Joe. I hope you're all doing well. Um, Lani, unfortunately, is not here with us today, but I am recording an amazing bonus episode. I'm sure it's going to be amazing uh, with our lovely guest uh, today, who is Baby Doll. She reached out to us on Tumblr, so she's going to introduce herself uh, to you guys and talk to you about her work. And I think we're probably going to be discussing platforms and Wattpad and all of those stuff. So, Baby Doll, can you introduce yourself as a fanfiction writer and tell us about your experience in the community? Sure. My name is Baby Doll. I am the bonus edition. <laughs> and I write about in reader insert fix for content such as anime so far. And I've been doing it for at least about four years. And it probably four and a half years because because mm-hmm. it's just been writing to me has just been a relief and a relaxation, of course, when it comes to, you know, real life things and you want to, um, I just want to get away from. So I just start writing whatever comes out of my head. It's just a tranquil tranquility for me. That's lovely. And so what fandoms do you write in? So I write right now, I am writing a Jujutsu Kaisen fan fiction. Um, since that anime is very popular at the moment, I usually, it, I write about popular anime. So right now that's what's taking off. I used to write for Demon Slayer and My Hero, but mostly Jujutsu Kaisen is what's in right now. So at the moment I am writing about reader inserts for that. Right. That's so, that's so cool. I know nothing about anime. So, (laughs) so (laughs) it's okay. So you're going to have to talk to me like I'm a two year old, uh, but I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are into it. Like it's a huge, it's a huge part of the community and it's a huge part of fandoms. I think, uh, it's, it's very interesting to have someone from that side of, of fandom, um, coming on. And thank you so much for joining. And um, so you. what you reached out to us about and what I felt was a little bit of interest and what it was a little bit interesting is you mentioned that you were writing reader insert fix on Wattpad. And so I want, you, I would like you to give us a little bit more context on that and specifically on Wattpad as a platform because I think from, at least from the stuff that I'm seeing, um, our leaders, our uh, listenership is maybe on the older side of fandom. And so, you know, they wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. use Wattpad. I think it's a, it's a platform that's used mostly by young readers and young writers. And so I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of a backstory on 
what was the story you were writing and why you chose to put it out on Wattpad. Oh, yeah, definitely. So back then, this was around the time um, Demon Slayer, the anime, was very becoming more popular and so I was writing a uh, fiction about that and I thought to myself you know what I'm going to do a, a reader insert fic which is basically you as the reader in different types of scenarios with a character like a romantic scenario or a, a sad scenario different situa situations like angst or fluff or you know um, spicy content of it I was writing about that around the time in 2019 and I never thought that it would mm -hmm. take off I just I just wrote it because I thought you know what I let's just see what happens like I just write to write but, but it started taking off months later and I just started writing more and that mm -hmm. moment I started writing on that fix specifically for about four four years now and and, and I was just so I, I was very, very unfortunate to realize that it it became so popular. I had at least a million views and so many likes to it and that people just really wanted more from me. And I, I never knew I would come to that point in, in my life that it was just something that, wow, like people really enjoy what I like writing. Yeah. Did you know about fan fiction at the start? Like, was it something, what, what made you start writing? Was it just, you know, you, you read some other people's works and you wanted to do the same thing or what was the motivator? So I started reading fiction between the age of t like 12 and 13. I think tr 13 was the start where I was just reading fiction until that point when I turned 15, I I wanted to write something. I wanted to do something of my own. Right. And so why Wattpad? What's the story there? So Wattpad, basically, it was actually the first platform I wanted to write my things. At first, um, back at that time, it was I was introduced to fanfiction.net. That was kind of the first platform when I started reading fiction. But mm -hmm. the moment that a close friend of mine... Uh, um, introduced me to Wattpad and she was telling me like, hey, like, you know, they have fictions here, like uh, better ones. And like, you can also write your own fiction. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Well, like, I want to, you know, I want to take a look and see how it is. And I just went deep into that rabbit hole after that. Yeah, no, that's interesting because so as I said to you on on the DMs that we we, we had, I so I'm probably older than you. Um and I started I started writing fanfic on fanfiction.net, same thing. Um but then and at the time there was Live Journal as well, which kind of acted as Tumblr. Um, and then Tumblr came about and AO3 came about. And so I kind of moved my stuff from FFNet, which is just to like, it's just bad. Let's just all agree with it and move on. <laughs> um, and so I kind of, I kind of moved, moved away from, uh, fanfiction.net and moved to AO3. And I never switched to Wattpad. Um, and to be honest, like, I never really figured out how it worked. I've tried and like look for fix, particularly because I am a little bit. So obviously I work, I, I, I write on AO3 and I have a long fic that's kind of popular. Like it's not that popular, but it's a bit, it's a bit big in its niche. And I get 
concerned because I hear all these stories about people reposting stuff on Wattpad, right? Like taking it off of AO3 and and putting it in Wattpad. And so I was kind of concerned about it and I wanted to check if I could find my own fic, like, you know. And and I found it really hard to look through things, like to find things on Wattpad. And so I'm wondering, like, how does it work? Because I think it's monetized, right? There's like advertising on Wattpad. So I'm going to get down to the guidelines of what Wattpad set, like what their mm-hmm. guidelines are. Um, I need to remind you that so my fiction became a victim of them taking taking it off of their platform because it wasn't it, it yeah. wasn't following through their policy and guideline, which I I was a little upset about because I there is always an option for you to rate your story, which is if it's mature content, you have to be sure to press the button to make sure to let your readers know, okay, it's mature. And, you know, if that's not enough, we have to make sure, like, just pull, mm-hmm. pull out some warnings for your readers to know that this is what it has. And, like, just to be, like, we just want you to be sure. And if you still go ahead and read it, then that's that's your choice. At that, at the end of the, yeah, at the end of the day, it's their decision. I mean, us, like us writers, we just pull, we just make sure to warn the readers. It's kind of out of our hands at that point, whoever reads it, because, you know, we're not, we're yeah. not looking at that. But it says here, so what I've, I've done a little research and from Wattpad, their mature ratings in their guidelines says marking your story mature doesn't mean that it can and contain prohibited content stories that contain prohibited content will be removed regardless of their ratings um featuring explicit sex scenes self-harm theme themes or scenes including suicide and eating mm-hmm. disorders that's just an example from them uh graphic depictions of violence including but not limited to sexual verbal emotional yeah. and physical abuse if you feel that your story fits our guidelines, but may include parts that aren't appropriate for younger readers, please rate your story mature. Th- that's that's kind of where it stumps me a little because mentioning all this and removing things that they put out, and yet I, I, I still get a little confused when they say, please rate your story mature, but either way, they'll just remove it if it contains these examples or it just anything that's in that context. Yeah, so from what I understand what they're doing there and and what we want to talk about uh, today is, so your fic was removed by Wattpad for breach of those terms and services, correct? Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, yeah, like I, I suppose, because I remember, again, I'm a bit older, um, there was a similar thing on fanfiction.net back in the day where I remember there was a purge, um, I, I, I want to say it was like 2010 or 2011, but maybe I'll have people in my DMs correcting me. Um, but basically there was this, there was this year where fanfiction.net decided to monetize and they decided to put advertising on, on their website and as a result, uh, they decided to get rid of all the mature content. And I think people kind of raise the exact same objection that you are raising at the moment, which is what is mature content? Like at the, I think on FFNet, it was called NC17, but it was kind of like, okay, what is mature content if it's not all those things that you're listing? 
Yeah, like where's the where does the line draw? Exactly, at because at that point, you know, if if we don't consider if we don't allow you know stuff that can be hard for a younger audience, which I completely understand, then why do you open the door to having material tagged within the mature section or in fanfiction.net the NC seventeen section when? You know, that's not really part of that, that, that must, some kind of content must fall under those guidelines. So I will say, not trying to pick favorites, but I, I will have to say that archive of our own AO3 does it best. I will not the greatest, but what I like about their platform is mm-hmm. that the moment that you enter in their website or even read a fiction, from their platform they immediately tell you that okay just to forewarn you this you're about to be entering or reading something that is just a little inappropriate like just mature for the audience and do you want to continue and you know they give the option yes or no Mm -hmm. and even entering the, the platform they let you know like can you just mark the dot here like it can you just mark this agreement that that you know that you've read the guidelines, followed it, and everything, and then you just continue on with through the website? And I I just think for me that they do a good job on that because they let the people they let your the readers know at, like ahead of time what you're getting into. It's just you know that's at that point that's your responsibility you chose to do that so if you agree to it then fine like you know go ahead mm-hmm. and so when you're because you were mentioning that your book i think they're called on what pod uh but your 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 story was quite popular and so i'm wondering when it got deleted people must have noticed right so what was the like did you did you get questions did you get like you know, uh, people messaging you about it. What was the reaction? Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of people just question me on my profile because they were just asking me, like, I'm sorry to bother you, I, but I can't find your fiction anywhere. Um, I was wondering, did you take it down? Was it deleted? And I had to just I had to explain everything that was that happened and it it was such a sad day for me it happened I think around August where it it happened and it, it was just such a sad day and it's like I had to let these people know that that my book is no longer there and and I was trying to restore it back to how I I, how I originally had it, but I, I will take accountability that it was also my fault that I didn't have a copy of everything written that I've had for the past years. And I did tell myself that, oh, I'm going to do that or I'm going to move it to AO3 so people can read it there. But because of life going on with like outside of, of my writing world, it's, it never came to me. And I, I honestly do regret that. And did you try to appeal the verdict? Because I'm supposing that Wattpad has like an appeal process. So I came to look at their terms and policy first to make sure what I uh, messed up on before I just go to them and see so I don't make a complete fool of myself. But apparently, I guess, my so my story did heavily, it was matured and... I did heavily, like, not heavily implied, but there there were some sexual content in there. 
So thinking back when looking at the guidelines, I was thinking to myself, did Mm -hmm. I break that part of their rule? Is that why? But it still didn't make sense to me because even even though my story did have some sexual content, there were other stories that I've been reading before throughout my years that had as well, they had like sexual content and their book is still there. So I, I didn't know what to do. I was just so, I was just in a hard place and yeah. I was just, you know, I don't want to fight with these people. I just, I I at this point, I had to move on because I would feel worse than before than to restore so much that I had. Yeah, no, that's fair. And so what's the plan now? Do you, are you trying to write again? Are you trying to post on AO3? Like, what are you doing? You know, so I was planning on to restore so much of what I've lost, but I told myself, you know what? I think this is it. It's just not like how it was before. I can't, <laughs> I can't bring back something that I worked for about four years, so many scenarios, repeating them in my head again, I can't do it anymore. And it's just, I've had at least 74 chapters in total, specifically in that book, and it was all just swept away. And I told myself, you know what, I can't remember each and every word, like every moment that I had. So it's like, I have to, at this point, I, I sadly have to move on. Yeah, I wonder if, and this is just me guessing, but I wonder if there's a... Because a lot of platforms, they they might delete your content, but they don't. They still have it on their end. It's just that you can't... Like, it's not published, but they still have it on their end. So maybe you could get it back that way of, like, making... Like, just requesting from them to give you your data and to give you like those kind of the content that you put out, like, because they don't, they, they can't read, they might still have it. That's a possibility. I can co- contact them and see. Yeah. The, the worst thing is that they would tell me that, well, you know what? We had, we deleted it and there's no way of getting it back anymore. Once it's deleted, that's, that's probably the worst thing I can hear from them yeah i guess i guess you wouldn't like i guess it it might be worth asking because i i have experience working for platforms and and tech and i know that like sometimes you know the content is still there it's just that like it's hidden from you and it's hidden from the public but you can still they can still access it on their end so there is a possibility that they might be willing to to give you that or you know depending on what state you live in in the u.s there's data privacy laws that allow you to get your data but yeah i think i think i think a lesson that you can kind of get from from what happened here is and i know this is possible for ao3 as well is i i I know a lot of people will you know directly write on the site that they're publishing on you know like on ao3 you can also draft things and i think it's a little bit like, you know, when we had old computers and they would like just bug and die on you at like random times if you hadn't saved your file. Uh, I think this is, you know, a good, uh, like a good lesson to kind of at least have your own copy of what you're writing at all times because God, like I can't imagine. And also having, you know, built a thick, built an audience, having worked on it for so long. Like I have been working on my own long fix since 
September 2020, so it's three years now, and I cannot possibly imagine how you must have felt. Like that's that's so many hours, so much work put into something that is just like taken offline in the blink of an eye. Oh no, yeah, it was it was basically like a livelihood for me, and just for it to be taken down, like I I I never knew and. To, like throughout my life, I never knew that would happen to me, but it just goes to show that it's nobody's safe from it, and it, it could just happen without them reminding you or telling you that they're going to take it down. I, I think that's just what sucks, and again, it's I think that's a lesson for me to like to take consideration of kind of holding a copy for yourself, which I do now. Like, so the stories that I have, like I have them copies, uh, I have copies of them (laughs) with like on my notes and everything. So it's like, if anything happens, I have them right here. So I don't have to go through that sadness (laughs) again. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. And so I'm wondering, so you mentioned that you've kind of switched to AO3 now when you prefer it as a website. What what do you think are the main differences aside from the whole, you know, they kind of can't take your content out um, uh, like at will, but you know, what kind of what's your opinion on AO3 and, and the differences that you're seeing with Wattpad? Because again, when I tried Wattpad myself, like I had a really hard time operating it. And so I know that switching platforms can also be a little bit difficult. So what, what, what was your experience about like on that? Um, archive, basically, I have struggled with that platform myself, especially since I was very new to how to post content there. It, it, it's very different. Wattpad and Archive are just, they are absolutely two different platforms. And um, Archive is, um, I had to understand the works of it. But lately, I've gotten used to it. And what I just really, what I absolutely love about it is that they give you the rating options. And the rating options would be like general audience, teen and up audience, mature, explicit, or not rated. And none of that at least for some of the stuff like explicit, not rated, any any of those options are nowhere for like in Wattpad standards. And that's what I really loved from Archive is that they give you the options. So they at least let your readers know that, okay, this is what it has. And especially the tags, when you're tagging um, what your story has specifically, it surprises me because it does have everything like, what you're like you're trying to say it's like it's there okay i added Mm -hmm. it in it's just a way of keeping your like keeping your story safe and so you know the people in that platform don't get on you that and even if they do they remind you they remind you hey so your story for example i've noticed that your story is just not rated and it has these specific um things like let's say um death or uh, gory stuff and um they let you know like can you be sure to put that in your description or at least rate your story to the appropriate rating so you, the audience would know that this is what it is and Wattpad doesn't really do that at all. <laughs> they just kind of like stay silent and until like they're ready to like, you know, just take your story away or it's, it's crazy. I, I, when doing research with all of these platforms that I've done, it's just out of all of them, I 
I feel like Archive has done has has done a good job with its writers. Yeah, I think um that kind of comes with like the kind of story behind the creation of AO3. I don't know if you're familiar. Um basically the, the the so the way AO3 was created is after that fan fiction purge that I was talking about earlier. A bunch of people kind of decided that they wanted and that's why it called it's called archive of our own is that they wanted an archive that was administered and handled and uh created for fans by fans and maintained by fans and specifically free of advertising like i don't know if you've noticed but there's no advertising on AO3. And the reason for that is that, you know, as soon, it's the same thing with YouTube. It's the same thing with a lot of platforms. As soon as you bring in advertisers, a lot of times there's a lot of content that they don't want to be associated with. So, you know, you'll get like, you know, mature content or anything, anything that's sexual, anything that's like, you know, gory or anything. You're, you're a brand of like Kleenex or whatever. You don't want to be associated with that. And so that's why these platforms and, and it's the same thing for YouTube. It's the same thing for TikTok. It's the same thing for all these platforms. The reason why they kind of regulate their content is in part because of regulation, but also because of advertising and because they don't want, they, aren't getting enough advertising if they have that kind of content on the website. And so the the ethos behind AO3 was to say, well, we're not going to, we're going to be self-funded. We're going to be funded by fans and therefore we're going to host our own content and we're going to be able to like post whatever we want on the platform um, and like not have to take it down as the, at the whims of whoever is wanting to advertise on the website. And it's so interesting because whenever I enter on AO3, they always have like something going on. Like the moment that you read something, um, they, they have a message for you on top saying like, Hey, we're, we're trying to get some funds and like hoping you can help us. We're trying to get to this goal, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's, that's usually what I would see from them. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the reason behind it is that, you know, that's the only way that they're funded. And there's been, I don't want to get into this, but I have a lot of opinions about it. Uh, but there's been, <laughs> that's okay. But there's been a lot of like debate, uh, recently about, the sort of board of AO3 and the way it's run and you know that I have my opinions about it um hi so this is Joe from the future um if you know what I'm referencing there uh, just know that this episode was recorded at the end of September which was um after the whole issue that happened this summer and the spring with AO3 and questions about uh, diversity and uh, TNS and financial issues. Um, I know that as of today, which is the 12th of November, a new board has been put in place and they've had their first board meeting last night. I have not read the notes on it yet but my understanding is that people are quite happy with the way it was run uh people are quite happy with the new board i think the diversity consultant has finally been hired and it is my understanding that uh, things are looking on the up so onwards and forwards um i hope that things 
get better with the maintenance of AO3. I still have to say I am I have my issues with the way that the website is run, uh, especially in terms of financial planning and in, especially in terms of TNS, which is my expertise as uh, someone who works in tech. But, you know, well, well, I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously hopeful. And my understanding is that board um, is all new and they are trying to do things. So I'm hoping it gets better, but we shall see. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, good for you. Um, and you don't need that drama in your life. So just ignore it. Uh, but anyway, if you are interested in that side of thing, it seems that uh, things have changed, which is why I wanted to make this quick notes because I understand with context, it might be a little bit confusing. So I would just wanted to say that this episode was recorded a long time ago. But anyway, back to the episode. Uh, but the, the the ethos of the website is quite interesting. And I think that's why, like, you see all these things that you're pointing out, which is that the content is a lot less restricted, a lot more free. But also, I think the fact that it's run by fans elevates this culture of, you know, using trigger warnings and using tags and all those things that you have pointed out that are a little bit exclusive to AO3. Like, they do exist to a certain extent on fanfiction.net, but not to the extent and not to the precision and the degree of precision that you have it on AO3. And I do think that's like a, one of the best things on the platform is once you learn how to use it, and I do agree that it's not very user-friendly, uh, but once you do learn to use it, it actually is very, especially if you're in a big fandom, like I'm in the HB fandom, it's massive, or anime, I'm sure, is massive as well. Um, it's it's much easier to kind of curate your content and look for content that you want to read. Yeah. I also want to point out with AO3 that the, the failing of warning, like warning tags or anything that creators... Um, fail to do. I wrote down that saying, um, if the author fails to add warning tags, the creator may be asked to add them or to select the choose not to warn option. If the creator declines or fails to respond, the team may hide the word or set the warning to indicate that the creator has chosen not to warn or take any other appropriate action. And to lead in that point, they also have the right to recategorize your work if fail failure to add appropriate tags to your story. But if it's constantly happening that you don't add warning labels to your story or anything at, around that, then yeah, they do have the right to suspend them. And, and those are, when I wrote that, I felt like those are actually, it makes sense. And yeah, and I think, I think what's also interesting about it is that it's quite gradual. Like it's not, they're not going to delete your thick from one day to the next, right? Like you're going to get messages. You're going to get warnings. You're going to be like, they're going to be like, okay, you need to warn readers about X, Y, Z, or you're going to have like this most communication prior to your account getting banned, which I think is interesting about what part. And I'd be curious as someone who's quite familiar with the tech industry, I'd be curious to see what like their policies are because I find it wild that they just don't, like you just don't get any warnings at all they just take off your content and that's it um which which is wild to me because it's unheard of like i think even you know even if you were going to break rules in like facebook or, or tiktok or whatever you get multiple flags before before you get completely 
like before your content gets completely taken down. Mm-hmm. I I do think that um, in the Wattpad platform, I, I do suggest that they should at least message the author first before taking action. I do think that if they do take it down, then they have to explain the reason why. I, because when I got the message from them, that that was after they took away my book. They told me that they... I wasn't following the guidelines. Okay, I my mind is running. I was panicking at the time, and I was just thinking, well, well, what guidelines did I break? Like, you guys didn't tell me what exactly. Is it because of the con- like the sexual content, the, the gore, is it whatever? Like, I did warn my readers about that, but it still wasn't in the clear. I was... I was just questioning when my mind was running. Yeah, and it's. I think it's a bit hypocritical from them because obviously, you know, this is... I was recently, because just before this podcast, I was also uh, recording an episode with Lani, my co-host, and she mentioned that apparently OnlyFans, which is obviously, you know, a sexual content website, are now saying that they don't host sexual content anymore. And it's a bit like... It's incredibly hypocritical because, you know, things like Wattpad and, and OnlyFans and whatever, they have made money off of this. Like, they have made money off of people posting whatever fan fiction or whatever content it may be or whatever pictures, like, of themselves it may be. But they have made money off of this. And then suddenly they decide to apply their terms and conditions because, you know, they've had a change of a change of heart, which is a change of money advertising, but it's it's very it's very hypocritical and it's bad for the creators. And I think we've seen this even when you look outside of fan fiction, we've seen this in like the creator economy where you have people, and and that's kind of the problem with the internet is that for people to post content on the internet, most of the time you need a platform, right? Even this podcast needs a hosting platform. And as a creator, you are very dependent on the platform on which you post. And I think there's better platforms than others. Like, as we've said, I think posting on AO3 is a lot safer than it is posting on Wattpad or than it can be posting on FFNet even. But it's never fail-proof. And AO3 could very well go under like tomorrow for other reasons i think it's because of the badge like the, the their board is ridiculous but <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah and i feel so bad for other writers that are using that platform because i because i i think to myself like man like other writers like who like who else like fell victim to them getting their books taken away and it's like yeah and so many readers that i've seen like they've enjoyed their stories and like even the readers would like question like why was it taken down like this isn't something that should like and, and you know there was i don't know if what pad like would kind of uncover that it's just something not appropriate for the audience, no matter even if it was mature, is because it, I don't know if they just look at comments and they think that, you know, people who comment, oh, this person isn't the right age. But you can't assume that. We, we're not going to assume, like, oh, this person doesn't seem like the appropriate age just the way how they comment. It's so like, no, that's just not, that's, that's dumb. Like, why would you, like, assume that? I don't know how or why they would do such a thing. And that's why I would just, I've, I've let my other, like, 
the followers that I have, like some are writers too, and I let them know, like, hey, please be careful because they're on the prowl, prowl of just taking off books from their platforms and they will give you reasons why. And again, they've made money off of your book. Like that's the reality of it is because Wattpad does monetize itself and therefore, you know, they, they, they let you put out like a million words and then, and then it's like, oh, actually, no. And I think, I think there's a massive hypocrisy in that and, and also in, the, in what we talked about earlier, which is, you know, having under the guise of like, yeah, we do have ma- mature content. We do allow mature content and we do let you tag it, but also mature co- content cannot be all of this, these things that are actually what makes up mature content. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. the hypocrisy in that is, is truly, uh, staggering, but I think, um, this is, you know, this is obviously, as I said, this is obviously a warning of like, always save what you're posting on and especially and try to avoid Wattpad as much as you can. Also, it's a platform in my experience, at least as someone who posts on the Onaya 3, like I am paranoid about my, someone else reposting my fic on Wattpad and that's endemic and that's a real problem. Um, but also I just think even if you're posting on AO3 and even if there is this idea and fandom that AO3 is safe, it is safer but it is not safe. And AO3 might, you know, it, just like MySpace died, uh, AO3 might, might also die one day. <laughs> and so I think, again, that's the vulnerability of posting content on the internet because once the platform use decreases and once the platform goes under, then everything you've built as a creator and everything that you have poured into in the community and fanfic I think you know has such a massive community aspect to it all the community that you've built so much of it you lose so much of it like I'm sure you know even if you're moving your stuff to AO3 it's just the 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 amount of people who might follow you onto AO3 and change platforms is always lower than the people who followed you in the platform in the original platform and so it's heartbreaking and it's happening in so many industries. Like fanfic is not the only thing that it's happening to where, you know, on Instagram, like God bless them. I know a lot of people make fun of them, but all those Instagram influencers have seen, you know, their advertising revenue decrease since Instagram has been like the, the audience of Instagram has been going down. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's unfortunately it's, um, it's kind of a recurring thing and that's something that I think you need to be aware of if you're if you're going to create content on the internet either fanfic which is for free or you know I don't know posting your creations or your art or whatever which might be you know for a paying fee but but yeah it's something you need to be aware of that you're incredibly dependent on these massive platforms which have their own rules and they're private entities so you know, any guarantees that you might have of like free speech and stuff don't apply to them. And yeah, you might, you might end up in a very bad position. So I think it, and it's unnerving and it's unfair and it's awful, but it is unfortunately the reality that we have to deal with. And I think that's why for me, like cross posting is very important. Like I cross post, I still cross post, cross post on fanfiction.net and I do a lot of like, 
posting my content like shorter stuff on Tumblr as well because I'm like well at least I have all of these different platforms so I'm not only relying I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket you know what I mean yeah I'm surprised that um the fanfic.net is I would say at least in my generation, I'm, I'm 20, I'm 22. <laughs> this, yeah. and, um, but I've, I've had my fair share of reading fiction in that um, platform. And I do say that to me specifically, I do feel like the fanfic.net is like the oldest platform that there is. Um, yeah. The second I want to say is archive, but yeah. So before FFnet, my understanding is that each, each, fandom had its own platform so you had like all these kind of scattered platforms everywhere that did like anime fan fiction and like for this particular anime and then you had like hp fan fiction and then you had like specific ships that had their own platforms and everything and so it was all very scattered and then you had fanfiction.net came in and people started posting on that because at least you had everything grouped and then live journal and deviant art were um both platforms that were kind of like tumblr a little bit like it was more for blogging um although people did post uh, fanfic the way that people post fanfic on tumblr now right so like they'll sometimes you'll, p- you'll post like thicklets or like certain reader inserts or anything but it's not long really really long uh fix and so um live journal kind of had that same thing of like what tumblr what is currently i think look there's no ideal platform and all the platforms are have advantages and disadvantages and i think ao3 is probably the safest bet that you can have and it's probably the best platform even though it's not perfect but it is the safest but again as i said before i think it's very important to keep in mind that no platform is forever and that you're very dependent on them and that kind of not putting all your eggs into one basket and kind of cross-posting is very important to sort of maintain the community aspect and you know what 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 you're trying to build as a fan fiction writer. I was wondering in terms of kind of maybe ending this episode on a good note. I understand you've been very disappointed by Wattpad and, and your experience with them, but what is something that you like about fanfic? What is what what keeps you writing even after what happened? Uh, you know what? It's just the creativity. If you have something in mind, go for it. Write it down on a notebook, on your phone, whatever. Just if you aren't comfortable letting people read it just yet, then that's fine. It's it's always at the end of the day, what you write is for you. And if you're proud of it and how it turned out and the other people love it, then, you know, just give yourself a pat on the back like just congratulate yourself because the whole point of writing fiction is just an enjoyment for people to have freedom and you know some freedom to just enjoy writing like you're writing for you and i just that's how i feel at the end of the day what i write is just something that's it's for me and I'm happy how like it turns out, and if other people love it too, then great. And if it's I'm not, I'm not looking for anything like a big ratings or anything like that. If all I all I enjoy is that if people read it and they like it, then that's that's good. Like I'm happy for that because 
I'm going to be happy either way. That's great to hear. That's a that's a great note to end the episode on. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, we're going to wrap up, but do you have any recommendations uh, for us, for our listeners, like either in your fandom or something that you've been enjoying lately? Do you have anything that you want to recommend? I will recommend writers always save your work. Don't be like me <laughs> the first time. And I don't really have any recommendations, honestly, of what's good to read i think um whatever you cross like whatever you come across and that looks good like, go for it read it enjoy it jujutsu kaisen though very popular right now a lot of fictional books about that is just spiraling right now uh go check that out if you're an anime fan uh tv shows whatever um whatever's popular go for it and yeah Okay, well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for coming on. This was great. Um, so where can we find you online? I'm on AO3. My username is My Little Duckies. So you can go check me out there. Okay, perfect. Thank you. And I'm Pamela Sand. Uh, you can find me on AO3 and Tumblr. You can find the podcast uh, if you have any suggestions, feedback, or questions, or if like baby doll you want to be featured on the podcast if there's something uh very important that you want to talk about um our ask box is open you can find us on tumblr at the fanficwriterscraft.tumblr.com and if you want to help finance the podcast we do have a ko-fi at co-fee.com forward slash the fanfic writers craft and this whole this allows us to pay for hosting fees thank you so much for coming on hey thank you for having me thank you bye, bye.